Before we finish up the muster for a Thursday afternoon, catching up with resident sporting guru Nathan Burden out of Invercargill. G'day, mate. How's things? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. I'm enjoying this. I think the endless summer's given way to a reasonably mild winter, so uh, enjoying everything. Yeah, talking to Phil Duncan earlier on in the show, it's looking pretty good still for the next few days. Overnight lows here in Gore anyway, we're looking at 7 or 8 degrees still. Yeah, and I'm sure the, the guys that are lining up for the Westpac Chopper Ride um, tomorrow, the, the big the big ride, the big fundraiser for, for a great cause, they'll, they'll be looking forward to having uh, a reasonable sort of a day too for that ride. Yeah, too, right. Good luck to everybody involved with that. Um, let's start off with the Warriors, the woeful Warriors, just the way the Warriors play. They play like the Warriors, which is um, is unpredictable. It was a lucky dip they used to get back in the day. Um, what do we make of them from your perspective? Yeah, I think... Um it's just so up and down from week to week. I mean, they could go out next week and 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 win by forty, and um and and everything's tickety boo again, isn't it? But it's just um it's just hard to comprehend. Um, you'd, you'd have to imagine there's some there's, there's some sort of pressure on on Nathan Brown. I don't know what his coaching um, situation contract situation is, but um but gee, they're just so up and down, aren't they? Nathan Brown's coaching record I had it quoted to me this morning. It is pretty dismal, to be fair. Between the clubs, he's coached at Newcastle, St George Illawarra, and now at the Warriors. And um, you can argue it's not the coaches' fault the way that they're playing, but for instance, Matt Lodge, he was a huge, superhuman first half, ran for like five metres in the second half. But apparently, he wants to go stay in Aussie. He'll go to Redcliffe next year. That's the rumours. All these Australians have signed up, you and Aiken, etc. Um, they've never been to New Zealand. They've got to want to come to New Zealand as well. And based on the way the Warriors have been going, you wouldn't blame them for wanting to bail. No, and I guess you know, in a week where we've seen um, the breakers on on the back of their the the worst season in their history, and um, and their coach Dan Shamir um, stepping down, even though he had a couple of years left on his contract. So, uh, you know, no doubt there's there's challenges. There's been COVID challenges playing on on the other side of the ditch and that sort of thing. But um, you know, I guess we just we just always say it. Something's got to change. But what's the what's the thing that is going to change? Well, they've got to play the Warriors. And, uh, sorry, they're playing the Rabbitohs and Magic Round, I think, Saturday afternoon. And let's be honest, if they get a win out of that, it's not going to actually hide the reason or the rationale behind the cracks that are in the organisation. So we can just live in hope, I suppose. Um, good news story yesterday, though. Jason Rutledge playing his 250th game for Woodlands. Um, this guy's a real trooper. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look up Rugby Stalwart in the, in the dictionary, there's probably a photo of Jason Rutledge there, isn't there? 250 games for um, for Woodlands, 60 odd games for the Highlanders, 140 games and counting um, for the Stags. Um, it's it's some it's some kind of record, especially for a guy I guess as a as a junior. Um, he had a couple of issues with head knocks and, and actually sort of quit the game um, uh, for a while before eventually sort of um, coming back and and um, and what a career he's had, what a what a big what a massive uh, what a massive turnaround that was. So um, great, I guess it gives us all hope. Uh, <laughs> blokes in their forties that it's uh, that, that we're not done yet, um, and uh, by all reports he's sort of he's still playing as as well as any. So um, we actually have some we've got some reasonable depth uh, at hooker um, in terms of the stags. But see if there's any issues, uh, you wouldn't be too worried uh, going knocking on his door, would you? I'll never forget the moment Alec de Malnotch, supposedly one of the strongest front rowers in New Zealand rugby, going for the line and Cabbage just picked him up and just drove him backwards just of sheer body strength. It was I remember that like nothing. It was just no one could, no one believed that he could actually do that. Yeah, and I guess in that era, you know, um if the All Blacks were still picked on form, um if it was the if it was the good old bad old days. Um, you know, Jason Rutledge would have been an All Black. He was just playing some sublime rugby um, at that stage of his career, 
um, and and there's probably worse players who have who have worn the black jersey. So um, he, he'll he'll I guess forever um, be added to that to that list of of great players who who just who who didn't make it quite make it into the who didn't quite make it to the top. But um, but definitely wouldn't have disgraced that jersey if he ever got a crack either. Highlanders, they've got the force this weekend, a game they have to win. Um, the, the reality is they've lost eight games this year, but they're still in prime position to make it to the semis or to the quarterfinal stage, I could say. Um, defining game for them, really, isn't it? And it's one they should win, and to win well, let's be honest. Yeah, and a huge call. Tony Brown uh, rolling the dice and, and naming Sam Gilbert at 10. Um, you know, Tony Brown knows a lot more about playing first five than I do, but I think even even Clark Dermody sort of reading between the lines of some of his comments, I think there might have been a few raised eyebrows um, with that one. So that's going to be really interesting to see how um, he goes, um, particularly, I guess, when there are fit um, first fives in the squad to, um, to select from. So um, it sounds like he's played a bit of pivot um, at schoolboy level and at, and at club level. So, um, yeah, we'll see how he goes at super rugby level. But like of Mitch Hunt, all these players that go franchise to franchise, some of them, um, they bring success with them. I think in NRL terms, James Maloney won two premierships with the Roosters and Cronulla Sharks after being at the Warriors, a guy that happily shot himself around franchises and became integral members of those teams. But with Super Rugby, unfortunately, like to the Crusaders, um, it's pretty ruthless. If you're not good enough and there's only five sides or maybe seven sides, you know, you've got the competition effectively at your disposal, but New Zealand's system is pretty ruthless if you're not up to it, you cast aside. So perhaps next year, um, you might have to look for a different gig in Europe. Yeah, and I guess um, I guess Durham's probably touched on it too. Um, it, it, it's been a tough season for a, for a team, given the way the, the Highlanders' pack um, has played at times. So, I mean, even Aaron Smith hasn't been playing uh, probably as well as he would have liked this year. Um, it hasn't been the, the Aaron Smith that we're, that we're used to seeing. So, those guys trying to make decisions um, off the back of not always the best sort of ball being produced, um, you know, is always going to put pressure on. Um, so I guess Sam Gilbert's a, he, he's a big option. Um, he, he's a he's quite a big body. He's got a decent boot, um, and he's played a bit of fullback. So um, yeah, we'll just we'll just see how he goes. I mean, it's just it's just rugby's just one of those games. You, uh, one of those yeah, you know, one of those games that you just can't look at that position in isolation, can you? You've sort of got to look at what's happening around them and see what sort of what sort of knock-on effect that's having. Yeah, just finally, Nathan, Sports Awards, the cut-off date's coming up shortly. Yeah, May 16, so uh, if, anyone, if anyone's got a, a nomination that they've, that they've been thinking about, gee, should I, should I put so-and-so forward? Well, I'd definitely uh, get onto the Active Southland website. Um, nomination form's pretty easy to fill out, um, get that information through. We want to make sure that... Uh, all the people that really deserve to be recognised uh, get the chance to get their name up uh, up in lights uh, when we have the big night. Nathan Burden, Sporting Guru, thanks for your time as always. Lovely, thanks mate. Laugh out loud with Ag Proud, because life on the land can be a laughing matter. Brought to us by Beef and Lamb NZ. Grandma and Grandpa were watching healing services on TV. The pastor told told all who wanted to be healed to put one hand on the TV and the other hand on the body part that wanted healing. Grandma slowly put one hand on the TV and the other on her arthritic shoulder. Grandpa too got up, put one hand on his TV and the other on his private part. Grandma looked at him and says, Dear, you just don't get it, do you? The purpose of this is to heal the sick, not raise the dead. 
And that's the muster done and dusted Thursday afternoon. Thank you very much for your company. My name is Andy Muir. Thanks to Peter's Genetics. Catch you tomorrow Friday from 1 o'clock here in Hokanui. Have a great afternoon, Southland. Yeah.